0: Howdy, this is the Views from the Shop Podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Friday, November 10th, 2023, I wish you a very, very happy Area Code Day. Today's show is, as always, a part of the Big Banter Sports Network Network. You can find Big Banter Sports on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, wherever you are getting your sports content. Big Banter Sports can be found there and should be found there as they are ramping up their college basketball coverage, covering all 14 Big Ten teams, as well as, of course, covering the 14 teams in college football in the Big Ten down the stretch. So if you haven't found them, make sure you do by the way as the season goes along especially early on we're gonna have new listeners for every single episode and for that i thank you but i would be more thankful if you make sure to subscribe wherever you are getting your podcast whether that be on spotify on apple podcasts or elsewhere would love to have you along for the ride it's fun Sometimes it gets bumpy because, well, that's Ohio State basketball, but we'll enjoy you while you're here. So subscribe, follow, please. Open your phone if you're listening on desktop by chance. Open up your your Spotify, your podcast application, whatever you're using. Just hit follow, hit subscribe. You don't have to listen to every episode. It doesn't cost you anything. It just makes it a lot easier to find these episodes and share these with your friends as well. You may have Ohio State basketball fans who are just getting into the season. They may not be quite as hardcore as you, as a Buckeye basketball sicko, but of course would love to have your friends along for the ride as well. So make sure you're subscribed, and if you like the show, give us a five-star review. Let me tell you a few things that don't make sense to me. So... Specifically, there's a couple car commercials, one depicting a, a former all-star and, and legendary baseball player who cannot make it home on a flight and said he decides to drive. And in this luxury vehicle, he runs into a wolf, apparently, because that's what you do when you drive from the airport to whatever city you live in is you often find a wolf off the beaten path. There's another car commercial out right now where a winged animal, a.k.a. a bird, steals a young couple's GoPro. And that bird takes that GoPro to its nest and the young couple follows it through air, wind, fire, and rocky terrain in order to recover said GoPro. I'm assuming it's a GoPro. I'm not certain that that's what it is. And there's something else that confuses me doesn't make sense right now and that is ohio state opening as favorites against texas a and m and of course this episode will be dedicated to previewing ohio state's matchup today with the number 15 texas a and m aggies i tweeted it out on thursday afternoon eveningish depending on how you classify those ter- two terms? I believe it was around five o'clock, four thirty p.m. Eastern. Tweeted that Caesars, DraftKings, and FanDuel all set lines with Ohio State as one point five favorites against Texas a and Now you may not be a big betting guy, and that's fine. I don't really do too much with betting on this show, but it is important. If you're a fan of either of these two teams to know that las vegas right now they favor ohio state at the shot over texas a&m that is a number that surprised me i expected texas a&m to be favored by four and a half five and a half maybe even six and a half points but as we preview this game it's important to remember that ohio state is favored so on today's show of course we will preview ohio state's game with texas a&m here's what's on the schedule just so you're aware in case you're the type that likes to plan ahead so we'll preview texas a&m as a team including their head coach buzz williams then we'll take an approach here that'll be a little bit different to the previews that we released last season we'll go ohio state offense versus texas a&m defense then we'll do the exact opposite. Ohio State's defense against Texas A&M's offense. Then at the end we'll offer up some predictions. And by the way, make sure you don't miss this. I dropped a pick, a bet. Again, if you're not into sports betting, that's fine. You don't have to pay attention to this. But I did drop a pick for Ohio State's game against Oakland. I said, hey, go ahead and hammer Bruce Thornton over 14 and a half points until he gives you a reason not to take that line. Well, it hit. I've got two picks for you here at the end of this as a part of the predictions. If you want to take it, if you want to listen, awesome. If not, that's fine too. But let's talk Texas A&M and let's start with this team as a whole. So during the season preview series, if you were here for that in October, November, even back into September when that started, we previewed Texas A&M. And we previewed every single non-conference opponent that Ohio State has on the schedule for this season. And I declared Texas A&M was going to be the hardest matchup that Ohio State would have to take on. I picked Texas A&M to make it to the Final Four this season. Last season, they went 25-10, and 15-3 in the SEC. They were second in the SEC. They made their first NCAA tournament appearance. Under Buzz Williams, and they finished number 33 in Ken Palm. Now, this season, they started the year ranked number 24. They've now jumped three spots to number 21 in Ken Palm. Of course, they're ranked 15th in the AP poll, which should be absolutely meaningless to you. Sorry to the AP poll. Don't care about you. And they're picked number two in the SEC preseason poll behind Tennessee. Buzz Williams, head coach for Texas AM. By the way, just my thoughts here. He's a great guy. You you listen to him in his press conferences and the way that he communicates, you can tell that he has a love for his team and for his players. And they played Texas A&M Commerce. Not a school you're probably familiar with, and that's okay. But Texas A&M Commerce's head coach, his wife suffered a stroke. I don't remember when. I don't know if it was mentioned. But she suffered a stroke somewhat recently. And as Buzz Williams was talking about this game, he asked the reporters there after the game to include in their story how people can help Texas A&M Commerce, their head coach, his wife, their family, all those types of things. He's a really really good guy in my opinion. So, shout out Buzz Williams. He'll be in Columbus, probably already is in Columbus at the time of recording this, which is late Thursday night in case you're curious. So outside of that, Buzz Williams at Texas A&M, this is his third true road game against a power conference team. They have not won a quad one road non-conference game under Buzz Williams. And just a fun fact for you on Buzz Williams, coach speak is real, and it's a small world in college basketball, but coaches are most often going to speak very highly of the opposing team, the peasant coach, the opposing players, all those types of things. Buzz Williams said Chris Holtman, head coach of Ohio State men's basketball, can become a Hall of Fame caliber coach. He didn't say he is one. He doesn't say he will become one. He knows that that's going to happen. He just said Chris Holtman can become a Hall of Fame caliber coach. So for those of you with your pitchforks and your, your fires and your insults that you would like to hurl at Chris Holtman, if you have any respect for buzz williams just know that he's a big fan of chris holman apparently and again i get coach speak is a thing that's fine but he spoke really highly of ohio state so like i said from the onset i think this is going to be a really tough matchup for ohio state but let's preview the first of what are a few mini matchups in this game and that is the ohio state offense against the texas a&m defense so there's no sample size there's really nothing that we can take from texas a&m's win over texas a&m commerce to start the season they crushed them while ohio state struggled to fend off oakland not a great start for ohio state we know that but we are on to texas a&m so we're going to take stats from last season we think that we can glean from that at least a little bit And last season, Texas A&M's defense was really, really solid. They had a 101.4 defensive rating last season. That was 77th percentile in all of college basketball. While they were a good defensive team, they were not a great defensive rebounding team. Now, if you remember in the non-conference schedule preview when we talked about A&M, we said how solid they were offensive rebounding. Defensive rebounding, not good last year. And that's kind of continued this season against Texas A&M Commerce. They weren't phenomenal. Again, it's still Texas A&M Commerce. It's still one game, way too small of a sample size to know. But the Texas A&M defense as a system, they will force their opponents to shoot a lot of threes. Buzz Williams has said that. They did that a lot last season. And Ohio State is a team that traditionally has been pretty good shooting the three ball under Chris Holtman. So there may be some area of opportunity there. Texas A&M can also force turnovers. And they, like I said, they had a great defensive rating last season. They suffocate offenses. They attack gaps. They close out tight. Opponents had below average or poor field goal percentage, true shooting percentage, effective field goal percentage, and offensive rating last season. So as a whole, this is a defense. This is a system that matches up with just about any offense really, really well. And there's a couple key cogs in the system for Texas A&M. If you're not familiar with this team, you're going to get way more familiar with them, hopefully, from this episode. And the first player I'll mention is probably a player you haven't heard of before, and that's Solomon Washington. Phenomenal defender if you watched him, if you watch him at all against Texas A&M Commerce, if you got the chance to see that game, or you've seen any of his other tape, He's really, really good on the defensive side of the ball. He's not going to jump out of the stat sheet offensively, but defensively, he's really solid. Like I said, Buzz, William, Buzz Williams has been very vocal about that. He had 10 points in game one, but again, his, his impact comes defensively. Great instincts. He had a 2.4% steal percentage last season and a 5.6% block percentage last season. Both of those numbers are absolutely elite. And it's his ability to be in position, to use his body well, and to simply not allow players who have the ball to get up good shots or to get space. And even when he's off the ball, he rotates well. He finds his gap. He's able to play help side defense. Solomon Washington, a player who may not score 10 points for the rest of the season for Texas AM, which he probably will. But defensively against Ohio State, he's going to be a guy to watch. The other player, certainly worth mentioning, is Wade Taylor the fourth. You've probably heard of him. If you are following college basketball at all this season, you know who Wade Taylor the Fourth is. He's probably going to shout cookies a few times in this one against Ohio State. He had a 3.7 steal percentage last year. That is incredible. He was already voted the sec preseason player of the year and he can also block shots these guards for texas a&m all of them block shots really well wade taylor the fourth tyrese radford and and other players who play guard for texas a&m can block shots but the two guys who you're going to want to really keep an eye on for texas a&m as they go up against ohio state is solomon washington there in the front court and wade taylor the fourth there in the back court most likely, I would assume that Wade Taylor IV is going to guard Bruce Thornton. And that's going to be a really tough matchup for Bruce Thornton in Ohio State. Overall, defensively for Texas AM, there's really no area on the floor where offenses shot well against the Aggies. If you look at in the paint, at the rim, mid-range, shooting from three, in the corner, at the top of the key, it really doesn't matter. No one shot well against... Texas A&M last season, and especially not in the paint. They were really, really good defending the paint last season, and yet there still will be areas of opportunity for Ohio State. There's two areas of opportunity that I can identify right off the top. Number one, we mentioned it: defensive rebounding. Texas A&M was not a great defensive rebounding team last season, and like I said, even heading into this season, they haven't been. Phenomenal. Again, it's just one game. Nothing really sticks out on the stat sheet, but I wouldn't expect this to be a team that can see a lot of success when it comes to defensive rebounding for Texas A&M this season. Again, looking at their their numbers last season, their defensive rebounding percentage was sixty seven point three percent. Sixty seven point three percent for those scoring at home. Not good. Ranked in the ninth percentile. That was in their final five games of the season last year and then overall they were 69.6 percent with their defensive rebounding percentage that's 25th percentile so they were not a good defensive rebounding team last season that's going to be an area of opportunity for them the other area of opportunity for ohio state shooting from deep ohio state shot the three really really well last year and it was something that i identified as an area of opportunity for ohio state this season Not to just continue shooting the three ball well. Obviously, that's something that they should do. But shooting more threes. And they're going to get the opportunity to do that against Texas A&M. Ohio State was abysmal from behind the arc against Oakland in game one this season. If they can get back to shooting the way that they did last year, Ohio State's going to have a real shot in this game. Let's talk about Ohio State's defense matching up against Texas A&M's offense now. So Texas A&M offense, again, we're going strictly off of numbers from last season. There's just not enough data this season to glean anything. They're 88th percentile when it comes to offensive rating last season while still being a slower-paced team. A&M was a spectacular offensive rebounding team last season. They carried that into this season 47.1% offensive rebound percentage is elite. Texas A&M, their guards can offensive rebound. They can score off second chance points as well. They're elite there, thanks in large part to the opportunity that they get. But that is Texas A&M offensively. If you're looking for one area where they can really, really dominate, they're really, really good at grabbing offensive rebounds and getting those second chance points. They're pretty fair at taking care of the ball they didn't turn the ball over a lot last season they were fine with it so that's probably not going to be a huge area of emphasis for ohio state we know that ohio state doesn't force a lot of turnovers it's just not the type of defense that they run could be this year you never know but traditionally that's not really who they have been so probably not much to look into there we talked about it as well in the season preview series when we previewed this texas A&M game. Texas A&M got to the free throw line a lot last season, and they shot really, really well. They shot more free throw attempts than anyone in college basketball this season. Last year, really, really good. This year, in just one game, they're only 65% from the charity stripe. So it's probably just one game. It's probably just one sample size, but it's something to take a look at. If you're at halftime and Texas A&M has gotten to the free throw line 12 times, but they've only made seven, maybe you're thinking down the stretch here, hey if they get to the line we're not going to be too worried about it so at least something to keep an eye on and they didn't shoot a lot from inside the arc but they also were not successful shooting inside the arc at least against texas a&m commerce and that's the exact opposite of last season on both accounts they shot the ball a lot from inside the arc last season and they were really good at it against texas a&m commerce they simply shot a lot from inside the arc and or or sorry they did not shoot a lot from inside the arc and when even when they did they were not very good again one game sample size we'll see what happens but the players here these are the guys to be looking out for offensively already mentioned wade taylor the fourth he's a really really good shooter from range he's got an exceptional assist percentage he's probably not going to score much in the paint against ohio state but he can shoot he can drop threes and he is a phenomenal facilitator in this offense, Texas A&M in their offense. And I won't get into this too much right now because it really comes down to how we'll sum up this offense. But they move the ball really well. Way Taylor, the fourth, is a huge part of that. He had 16 points, six assists, four rebounds in Texas A&M's first game of the year. Of course, against Texas A&M Commerce, a Roddy Gale-esque type of, of stat line. Wade Taylor, the fourth sec preseason player of the year he's picked up right where he left off last season now back there in the backcourt tyrese radford he doesn't get as much attention as wade taylor the fourth but boy is he good now he shoots a lot at the rim and on the drive unfortunately he does not convert very well 60 percent this season in just one game last season he was 55 at the rim that's not very good He's also not a very good shooter overall from deep, but he had a super high usage rate last season and he's a phenomenal facilitator, just like Wade Taylor IV, big time playmaker. He can really draw the defense in toward the hoop and that allows him to find some kickout passes, the ability to dump the ball off and find the open man. And that's something that you're gonna have to look out for as Texas AM and takes on Ohio State. So this backcourt is, is very very talented and another player that i'll mention he only played 11 minutes per game last season but that's hayden hefner hefner went off against texas a&m commerce again it's texas a&m commerce that's fine i get it but he went off in that game and last season 11 minutes per game that certainly doesn't scare you he was, of course, an elite offensive rebounder because everyone on this team is an elite offensive rebounder. Outside of that, he didn't contribute much. He shot 30% from three, even while shooting a bunch of triples. It did not matter. Apparently, Buzz Williams said, hey, if you're open, just shoot. And even if you're going to shoot 30% from three for the entire season, whatever, just keep letting them fly. And he let them fly against Texas a and Commerce, and he hit six of them. effective field goal percentage in game one. Not sure if this is just going to be a blip on the radar, but if Hefner is hitting six three-pointers against Ohio State, the Buckeyes are going to be in trouble. Overall, offensively, for Texas A&M, this is a very, very fun offense to watch, particularly not when they're playing Ohio State, but when they're playing ball and when this offense is flowing and moving They are as good as just about anyone. They move the ball so incredibly well. They use their screens in such an efficient and an elite way. They are setting back screens and and you're seeing zipper cuts and fade screens and all these types of moves that are allowing guys to get open off the ball and get open looks. It's beautiful to watch and everyone has a role. Now, Ohio State will have the chance to rebound defensively i think simply because while texas a&m has been a really really good offensive rebounding team and they've seen that from their guard play you still have got zed key for ohio state you've still got felix Akpara down there and this texas a&m team is a little bit undersized that is one concern i would have with them in this game so ohio state may be able to turn the tide in that regard but overall texas a&m an offense they remind me of is kind of Penn State from last season, not in the fact that they shoot a bunch of threes and everyone on that team can can hit from deep, but more so in the fact that they move flawlessly. It's a really beautiful offense to watch. A lot of off-ball movement, a lot of cutting, a lot of passing, and an unselfish play. So Texas A&M has that going for them. and it's a, It's an unselfish offense, and everyone is going to eat up really, really good offense. If I'm comparing their offense to their defense, I don't know which is better. I said this when I previewed Texas A&M several weeks ago that you look at Alabama last season as the number one overall seed. They were elite offensively and they were elite defensively. I'm not saying Texas A&M is going to be 95th percentile offensively and defensively like Alabama was last season, but they're going to be really solid offensively and defensively. And that's part of the reason why I picked them to be in the final four. So that's a little bit about Texas A&M's offense. How about some keys to the game and some predictions? We're going along pretty smoothly here, I will say. These episodes have gotten really long. I would like to keep the previews and the reviews to around 30, 35 minutes. And we're going to have a good shot to get there. And you're going to be the most informed person when it comes to Ohio State and Texas A&M within your circle. Unless, of course, you have other people who are within your circle who listen to this podcast, which I would recommend. But before we get into predictions, let's talk about college basketball analytics. cppanalytics.com. If you haven't navigated there already on your phone or on your laptop or on your tablet or whatever other device has internet connectivity I would recommend that you go to CBBanalytics.com right now and just check it out. You can use the code SHOT to get your first month free. They have a couple different subscription options there. But CBB Analytics is what Ohio State may be using this very second as you're listening in its final preparations against Texas A&M. The amount of advanced stats there are incredible. They've got overviews of how teams do offensively, defensively, how their opponents do when they play them they've got shooting charts they've got play-by-play stats they've got certain stats by by lineups and combos and on and off the floor they've got player profiles in all of these advanced metrics that you literally cannot get anywhere else it is the most robust and most advanced college basketball analytics platform out there maybe why they're called college basketball analytics I would recommend you go there again use the code shot S-C-H-O-T-T, short for the Schottenstein Center and views from the Shot Podcast. Go there, enter shot. You can get your first month free and enjoy the stats that we use to prepare for this show and that Ohio State uses to prepare for every single one of their opponents, along with multiple, several, dozens and dozens and dozens of other Division I teams. It's cool to have access to the stats that they've got I recommend you get there as well. College Basketball Analytics, cbbanalytics.com. <sighs> so predictions for this one, huh? I tell you what. um, There are some, some really clear ways that Ohio State can win this game, I think. But like I've said, I've called Texas A&M really, really good. They've been a final four pick for me. They're not a pick for me to go to the national title game, if that matters at all to you, but they are a pick for me to go to the final four. I really believe in Texas A&M. I think that they're a very, very complete team and I'm by no means an Aggies homer or anything like that, but I think this is going to be a tough matchup for Ohio State. Now, here are some areas where Ohio State can win. Keys to the game, and I'm going to give you three. Number one, Ohio State must shoot the three-point shot well. They're going to have the opportunity in this one. Ohio State is going to get over 20 triples attempted in this game. And as I talk and as I try to go find Ohio State's stats very quickly here against Oakland, I am seeing their stats from... I'm probably not going to find this in time... I'm seeing their stats from last season and and nobody wants that. But let me see if I can just type this in really quickly. And while I do that, I'll attempt to fill time by talking, which is what I've already been doing and and will continue to do. But Ohio State will have the ability to get up over 23 pointers. Against Oakland, like I said, they were bad. And I'm pulling this up right now. You're not going to have to wait much longer. Against Oakland, you probably have this number. I'm just now getting it. they are 7 of 25 against Oakland twenty eight percent from deep that is not good that is really really poor and ohio state is going to have to be more productive than they were against oakland but again they're going to have the opportunity to do so buzz williams has said it himself that this is a defense that that will allow you to shoot the three kind of similar to virginia they play the the pack line defense and they want to shrink everything they want to play a lot of help side they want to play in their gaps and they want to keep the opposing offense out of the paint away from dribbling and driving and they're going to allow threes so ohio state is going to have to take advantage that's going to mean bruce thornton is going to have to hit a couple jamison battle should be hitting a handful roddy gale can he pour in one or two can you see a three or two threes come in from Dale Bonner, from Scotty Middleton. Ohio State has the players to do it. The question will be, can they do it? So that's the first key for Ohio State. They've got to take advantage of the opportunities that they will have to shoot the three. Number two, can they rebound well? We know that Texas A&M is a really, really good offensive rebounding team. They're not a good defensive rebounding team. Who's a really good offensive rebounding team for Ohio State? Can you think of one? Zed Key. He could have a huge impact on this game. If he can pull down three, four, five offensive rebounds, something crazy like that, that's going to give Ohio State another huge edge. Felix Akpara, can you see your guards potentially rebounding offensively as well? That's going to be another big area of opportunity for Ohio State, the ability to rebound offensively because Texas A&M is going to give you those chances. And finally, for Ohio State, These perimeter defenders must lock in. You're going to be going against potentially the best backcourt that you will see all season. Maybe barring, I don't know, Michigan State. But outside of that, this is an elite backcourt. Can Bruce Thornton, can Dale Bonner, can, I don't know who else is going to be guarding the top players. You would assume Roddy Gale, maybe Evan Mahaffey, maybe Scotty Middleton. Can these guys not necessarily shut down players that that Texas A&M are going to be leaning on, like Wade Taylor IV and Tyrese Radford, but can they at least slow them down a little bit? Texas A&M likes to score. They like to run their offense through their guards. If Ohio State can do what they didn't do against Oakland, which is stay on your feet, not give in to shot fakes, not give in to pump fakes, and play well disciplined defense, they will have a legitimate shot to win this game. I don't think it's far fetched to say that Ohio State will win this game. Obviously, neither does Las Vegas or any of the sports books out there, which, again, if you're not into betting, it doesn't matter. If you're not placing a dollar on this game and you'll never place a dollar on any game in your lifetime, that's fine. But it still is important intel because Vegas is in business with their sports books. Because they make money. And they set really, really good lines. And they move lines because of that. And we've already seen lines move a little bit. As recording, again, I'm recording this on Thursday night. Last I checked, DraftKings still had Ohio State as 1.5 favorites. FanDuel had moved the line. FanDuel moved Texas a to favorites. I believe this has now moved back to Ohio State being favorites. So we can use this as as information and as a way to understand where will this game go again i expected a&m to be four and a half five and a half six point favorites something like that instead they are the underdogs in this one but ohio state can win this game even after performing not well against oakland those who are overreacting to one game you've got to be a little bit slower with how you react you've got to understand it's the first game of the year michigan state lost to james madison and they just won on Thursday crushed whoever they played the mid low major that they took on react slowly i will say that how about some predictions so number one i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a player prop if you're into those those types of things if not this is still going to be good analysis to hear i think again we called bruce thornton over 14 and a half points against oakland that cashed here's what i'm taking Jamison battle on DraftKings. His line for three-pointers, in this one is set at 2.5, and I'm going to take the over here. First of all, it's set at plus 110. We love plus money bangers. Who doesn't? So we love that, first of all. It's good value there. Second of all, he shot seven three-pointers against Oakland. He only made two. He was one off from hitting that line, and he hit that line at a 50% clip last season in his final four games and in his final six games. So he's certainly going to be able to hit some threes in this one. Now, here's the other thing. Texas A&M, last season, they allowed over 25 three-point attempts in in their games last season. That was 93rd percentile. That means out of 100 teams, only seven of those teams allowed more three-point shots than Texas A&M last season. Texas A&M is going to give up three-pointers. The other thing I will say, when it comes to Jameson Battle, he's a volume shooter who Chris Holtman himself has encouraged to get more shots up. I think Ohio State is going to try to use a player like Jameson Battle, especially because of the way that Texas A&M matches up with Ohio State. I'm not sure if they have a defender. I don't know who they'll have guard who, but I'm not sure that they're going to have a defender who can match up with Jameson Battle. So I like the volume that he got against Oakland. I like the volume that he and this team overall should get against Texas AM and by way of how this defense works. And it, the, the only three lines available for three-pointers right now for Ohio State are Jamison Battle, Roddy Gale, and Bruce Thornton. I like Battle's value and his ability to hit threes more than than those other players. So that's my first pick. I'm taking Jamison Battle over 2.5 three-pointers made. That means he needs to hit three or more. And I like the value there. I, I like what the numbers show. The other pick, and this will be my prediction for the game as a whole, I unfortunately am going to be taking Texas A&M plus 1.5. I am fairly certain at this point that this line is going to move. If it hasn't already, by the time you're listening, I'm going to assume that Texas A&M is going to be a 1.5 or 2.5 favorite in this game. The other thing that I would mention that we have seen, at least I have seen, is I think sportsbooks, they they favor and they value Ohio State's quote-unquote home court advantage more than they should. We saw it happen a lot last year down the stretch where Ohio State would be favored in games they probably shouldn't have been favored in, and they would lose. And even if they wouldn't lose, they wouldn't cover in these games that they would be in home at, in. Home in. I didn't go back and look at what their what their record was against the spread last season, especially at home, but I know for a fact it wasn't good. So this is basically a pick 'em game. If I can get Texas A&M to cover at 1.5, I'm going to take it. Last I saw on DraftKings, they finally came out with money line odds as well. Texas A&M was right at +100. I think they're +102 on, on FanDuel something like that. So, again, I'm taking Texas A&M plus 1.5. I've just got to stay consistent with the fact that I expected Texas A&M to be good this season. I think that they will have the the best chance to beat Ohio State out of any of these non-conference games on the slate the Buckeyes have this season. However, this home court advantage could be good. I will be at the game on Friday for Ohio State against Texas A&M. I've actually had a bunch of people DM me and and let me know that they will be at the game as well. People have commented on tweets saying that they're going to be there. Seems like ticket prices are holding pretty steady and inventory is lower. I'm going to reach out to Ohio State on Friday morning, which is probably when you're listening anyway, and ask, hey, how is the ticket situation right now? And if I get word back, I will tweet that out. But it sounds like there's going to be a lot of fans in the stands. If you're going to be there, okay, it is on you to make this environment not feel like kindergarten nap time. I I attended five, six games last season, and it was dead. And we can complain all we want about the environment and how the shot isn't built conducive for basketball does not matter. You could be playing this game in an open field. And if your fans are loud enough and if they want to make an impact, they will. So if you're going to be at the game, I expect that you have lost your voice by the end of the game that you wake up on Saturday morning, and your voice is not all the way there, it's a little raspy, that's how it should be. You only get a few games like this every single year, where you get a home game against an elite opponent. It does not happen very often. Ohio State has an opportunity to make an impact and burst onto the college basketball scene with this game. The question of whether or not they will do it will be settled on Friday night, obviously, but you have the opportunity to be a part of that. So I'm taking Texas A&M plus 1.5. But if Ohio State wins, can we just imagine the circumstance here? Ohio State barely beat Oakland. People are calling for Chris Holtman's job. They're saying Ohio State is in for another long year. I've seen all the haters and all the detractors say what they want when you know full well those people did not even watch game one because it was on big 10 plus and they didn't want to pony up the cash and that's fine that's that's totally okay but if you didn't watch the game and you just saw the final score and you're going to count ohio state out after one game i got news for you buddy college basketball teams that play in college basketball are not finished products in november newsflash they're not Michigan State lost to James Madison. Is that a finished product? Is that the Michigan State that we expect in in March? The answer is no. If Ohio State wins this game, a lot of people are going to delete some tweets. They're going to walk back their comments, and they're going to say, oh, man, maybe Ohio State is good, and they'll buy some tickets, and they'll go support the Buckeyes, and the next time they lose, they'll say, oh, same old Buckeyes. But Ohio State could very well win this game. They need to take advantage of shooting the three, They need to be a good offensive rebounding team and they need to be able to defend the perimeter very very well if they can do that i believe ohio state will win this is a huge opportunity for ohio state there is growing hype building day by day for this game if you have not purchased a ticket yet to go to this game and you have the ability to do so one of my one of my greatest pieces of advice a nugget that i can give you is invest in memories not things invest in experiences not things you can buy those those brand new pair of shoes you can go out and and get a new espresso machine or or an accessory for your vehicle or whatever you may be into but that will break one day you know what doesn't break memories so invest in the memory for Friday night. If you can get to the game, go find a ticket. Even if it's in the 300 level, that's fine. At least you'll be there and help will this team to a victory. You can be a part of a huge night in Ohio State basketball. I would encourage you to do so. This is going to be a big game. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be tight. And Ohio State is going to be up for this one. So I'm excited for it. I hope you're excited for it too. I appreciate you listening to this show. I hope you feel super prepped for this Texas A&M game. I'm going to be posting content throughout today on Friday for this game. So I hope that you'll find us there at The Shot Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. And for now, I will shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks!